and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Checking us out at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street. You can also find our Patreon info there if you want merch and exclusive content. Today we are covering May the Devil Take You Too. This is our last shutter rando of the summer. Boom, uh, boom, boom. For those of you paying attention, this is a sequel. And so, of course, we had to watch the first one and we had to cover the first one. And we put the first one on our Patreon um, because mm-hmm. we are only sharing, right? If you get on the Patreon, you can hear what we thought of the first movie, um, which was a wild ride for those of you who did not see the first movie. I don't know why you're coming to a sequel without seeing the first movie. That's dark sided. Boom. And you can find the link to our Patreon in the- and that description. Description. <laughs> That's the word I've been drinking, y'all. This is like our third thing we've recorded. So is- I was like, what we got now? I always who's running that? I'm not running that. Are you adding new <laughs> social media? Girl, we- <laughs> anyway, so in our just in the uh, episode description. So go check it out, subscribe, and hear our thoughts about May the Devil Take You. Not two, but you. Yeah, this is the first time she offered to have the devil take you. <laughs> and now she come back for your friends. <laughs> <laughs> May All the right. devil take you too. <laughs> Boom. May the devil take you as well. Right? That's May crazy. the devil take your whole squad. <laughs> May the devil take you all. May the, de- <laughs> May the devil yeet you all from my house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. General thoughts on this film. Can we just talk about how America is so shady when it comes to other cultures, horror movies, to where I didn't even hear about these movies. If not for our, our Shutter Randos, I wouldn't have known about the sequel. So I wouldn't have known look for the first one. And these are new ass movies. Like the first one came out in 2018 and this one came out in 2020. Did yeah. you know, we were all at home in a pandemic in 2020 and nobody was like, hey, the devil may take you too. Yeah, I do feel like <laughs> someone mentioned the first one like a person not like a media source but a person mentioned the first one to me when they because they when they figured out that i was a horror fan they were like oh have you seen this movie because i remember there being some devil movie on netflix that was terror there was a foreign film that was terrifying it was like the scariest movie they've ever seen mm. and i could see that first movie being the scariest movie they've ever seen listen listen i also it ties in to the rage i have at people who have not seen his house which has been on Netflix for almost a year now. I'm like, what else have you been doing? Yeah, people keep posting these things that are like, put better horror films on Netflix. And I'm like, I, I, granted, there are some terrible ones. Most of them, yeah. <laughs> but like, if you're good, if you're, I mean, like if you're going to spend the time, like there's yeah. some good ones there. You know, and like, you know? There's His House. There's um, May the Devil Take You. There's... Um, Autopsy of Jane Doe is gone now, but Crim- they just got Crimson Peak a couple of months ago. I mean, that's um, a good thing. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say that Netflix is any worse off than any of the other streaming services on content and horror. We're going to disagree already. Um, <laughs> really? I, yeah, Netflix is, has overwhelmingly bad stuff. Like, if you, if you even look at what we cover, most of it is not Netflix for a reason. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. Like, I feel like Netflix is doing worse than Hulu. Let's be honest. Because at least well, Hulu's getting think, new what stuff. Ser- what services do you think is that's true? Netflix is focusing on Netflix originals. 
Whereas Hulu is getting other things. But what do you, okay, so what do you, besides Shudder, because obviously, duh, Yeah. But what do you think is the best streaming service besides Shudder? HBO Max, because like she'll commit to a full on franchise. Like she has all of the conjuring right now. She might still have all of Saw, except for the spiral one. Um, she had all of the alien franchise until we needed it. And then she was like, scatter. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I guess my thing is I would probably put uh, Netflix and Hulu on similar platforms. Uh, uh, platform. You know what I mean? Levels. Okay. I'm not saying either are doing great work, but I do see Hulu trying because Hulu is also getting those like after midnight IFC movies and they're some trying to like, some of them, yes. Some of them are not. And Hulu's like, we'll just take them all. And I found some random gems over there, which I've added to the list of things to possibly cover someday. Uh, but like Netflix is very much like, Netflix is that part of the blockbuster back when we were kids where it was like, it's a horror movie, you're welcome. <laughs> and they are just buying with abandon. If I make a horror movie, Netflix will buy it from me. What? <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I just think that it's a little overstated. So I'm like, y'all calm down. There is some good things on there. If you just search for them. I think people are lazy and don't want to search. I spent a lot of time on Netflix, especially with LaBob, because we were horror fiends. And we would be like, that looks awful. That looks awful. That looks awful. So above as is below again. As above, so below is a great film, which it is, but it it should not be in your top five on your streaming service. Like I can see where you're coming from, totally. Yeah, because we we have to put these lists together all the time, and it's never Netflix. (laughs) Netflix is doing like Fear Street. They are doing that, yes. And the first one was fun, and I'm excited to see the next two, which I just got that screener permissions for. So I'll be seeing them a day for everybody else. But your ass, I'm gonna be watching them a day for everybody else. <laughs> oh my God, Thursday, like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I feel like Netflix is starting to figure out it needs to do better because horror fans are on there and we want it, but it's just, it's bad. It's so bad. Like most of the movies we cover are not on Netflix. If you like look through it and most of them don't even like appear on Netflix after we cover them. But sometimes Tubi will be like, we did this. And then like Shutter will pick it up or right. HBO. There was a time where Cinemax, not Cinemax, it's called something else now, um, but it's that app now. <laughs> I forgot it. I had to like use them for a couple of months to get some of the horror movies we wanted that were nowhere to be seen. And they were old. So why doesn't Netflix have them? Yeah. I feel like Tubi's picking everybody's wanna... ass, but right. commercials. I do want to give a shout out to our our, our, our girl Shutter. That is the best. Uh, that is the best place to get horror. Yeah, I feel like Shutter and Tubi have these like random throwbacks I don't know exist, or throwbacks I want to go back and make fun of, like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And so I I love that. But also Shutter is like, here's the whole original Ring Trio, and I'm like, yes, bitch, yes. Right. Don't forget about Rawhead. Don't. Why are you going to keep bringing Rawhead into things? He's our new mascot. I've told you, Sheree. We cannot have Rawhead Rex. <laughs> rawhead, 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 Rawhead. <laughs> I wish people could see you chanting Rawhead with your hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was a choice. We will have to do another Clive Barker and another Ireland film movie immediately because I feel like we insulted some people. <laughs> But yes, but, but yes, those of you that are complaining about horror films on Netflix, if you are complaining and you have not watched His House or uh, May the Devil Take You, 
Crimson Peak, which is the Del Toro movie. Cause like they dropped it and I almost rearranged our True. whole schedule. I was like, you did what? And I was like, oh shit, we've already recorded things. So they dropped it like in April. <laughs> I was like, no, I would have made room for you. Oh, hey. So I think that might be one of our watch parties soon because I need to see it. Tom Hiddleston being Tom Hiddleston in a gothic Del Toro movie. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell to the yes. Hell yay. <laughs> so my first one is it takes no time to get to the scares. It's like, boop scare. <laughs> Play scare. Because this movie just throws us into some wild shit. I guess they were like, you saw the first one. You know what it is. <laughs> um, I kept double checking to make sure I wasn't in the middle of the movie. Because sometimes the Shutter app will do that. Especially because I was checking Shutter TV to line up our randos. And so I was like, uh, what happened? What happened? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, Which reminds right. me of not tell the good people when we saw this one. This one would have been June 11th. Around 6.30 p.m. because I was very predictable. <laughs> so while not as compelling, so I'm going to try to keep my comments on the first one as small as possible, but it's kind of hard to talk about a sequel without comparing it to the first one. So again- Scream three. Go, right. Again, go listen to our, go subscribe to our Patreon, listen to our discussion of the first one. But while not as compelling as like the family dynamic that the first one has, I did find the orphan storyline somewhat interesting. It, it kept my attention at least, but it, it's not, a, for me anyway, it's not as compelling as a family, as like the whole fucked up family situation that the first one had. I think it could have been as compelling, but something was just off. Something, I, it's like when you go to a restaurant and it's the same cook and it's the same dish, but something's not right. Because we've seen orphanage, orphanages, that's a word, orphanages work well in horror. <laughs> And I, I trust it, right? And if you can do a family, you can definitely pull off an orphanage, I feel. Um, but I, something was you, off. You're right. And you know what I think was missing? So the, again, go listen to our conversation with the first one because we get more in-depth in into this. But every relationship between that and that family was rich in the first one. Yes. There was history. There was emotion. And in this one, some of the relationships and some of the characters, I honestly kind of had to keep reminding myself of who they were because I, I don't know if it was because there was too many of them. It just didn't feel as fleshed out as the first one did. Yeah, exactly. It felt like a lot of them were here just to be killed too. And so they weren't being dealt a full character arc. I will also say, I love that we get to see Alfie again and it's fine that Nara's there. Like <laughs> I'm indifferent. You know how I feel about kids. She's not doing anything wrong. I'm just not a kid person. But yeah. also, um, they keep talking about the IU, which is spelled A-U-Y-U-B. But because it sounds like IU, I was triggered because I just left that university. <laughs> I had just quit. I blew my shit up to not be there. And so I was like, whoa, whoa. Is the devil coming for me in my own home? <laughs> because we're going to argue. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I did like that they continued. Because, you know, I'm, if, you're going to do, if you're going to do a sequel and the idea is it to do like fully realized stories for each movie, there needs to be a through line. That's what annoys me with some of these films, especially like Final Destination 68 or Fast and the Furious 28. Um, there's at this point, there's no, there's literally a, a very, if any, there's just a very thin through line. And like keeping care, like I think that's one of the reasons, even though 
and we've had this conversation that keeps screen the screen series a little more intriguing is because there's a through line now whether or not that's handled correctly in all four films is a debate that we've had <laughs> but it's there and i think that that's kind of what makes it interesting because like if scream three was like a totally different person in a totally different situation and there was nothing to tie it together it wouldn't work as well that is, that is definitely a problem with a lot of sequels, especially as actors refuse to come back more often. Um, because after you've, after you've fought an alien five times, what else are you doing? And <laughs> you're not having a good time, they're not having a good time, it, it's fine. And so right. I, I love when we can keep it through line, but also I feel like once some of the original people want to leave the project, whether that's writer, director, actor, what have you, because you need the original. As we like to quote from Scream 4, don't fuck with the original. If you can't bring back the original people that made that recipe, then you really shouldn't be playing with it. <laughs> so I love that we kept the same writer-director. I love that we kept Alfie and Nara. I love that we are still playing with a bunch of different evils. It's like a box of chocolates. I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know what is happening, but I'm watching and I'm scared. Um, <laughs> this one had even more things added into the into the uh, equation so like listen let's get into it let's get into our specific notes about this film because i got questions questions <laughs> <laughs> so i want to do my first note really quick because it's kind of it's just kind of funny so this first opening scene which you don't really know how it fits into the story yet but you see this girl she's trying to convince someone this guy is coming in and beating her and so my first thought was Believe women. If someone, if she is telling you this is happening, believe her. Don't just be like, oh, you're silly and oh, blah, 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 blah. And we see in the, so, and she doesn't really believe her, but she sticks around and we see what happens to her. Now, as I said, I took this note at the top of the movie and some twists and turns made this note real interesting at the end, which we'll get to, I'm sure. But like, in general, people believe women because they're not always doing what this girl was doing. <laughs> Let's just get there now. Let's just go ahead and get there because it's going to be talked around forever if we don't. It's a discussion. Okay. So, number one, the molestation plot line that they put into this film was uncomfortable and it felt forced and it didn't need to be there, especially when we see Glad or Gaddis bringing him, it, I can't think of the other girl's name, but bringing him his next victim, essentially. I, I just... Ew. Mm. And then to have her give birth to her abuser in the end? Choices. I, I'm just, I'm really, 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 really tired of having the same note, which is we don't need to keep playing with this theme because it's a theme we should not be playing with. If you cannot give something like a specific childhood abuse like this, the weight and time it needs to be fully developed and handled in a way that is not just like randomly harmful to your audience members, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, <laughs> we have enough happening in this movie and in this universe to where you don't need to add that in too, especially yeah. when you can't dedicate the time and space and research to it. You know, and, and I will say, just to give the writer, writer director some, some a, a little props on it, at least he was a, aware enough to know Stockholm Syndrome and to at least include that in the dialogue so that it gives Gaddis something, I guess. I don't know. But like, 
to know that she's ultimately working with her abuser because of Stockholm syndrome and like how that fucks with your brain and your the chemicals in your brain. I, but then to end her storyline by giving birth to her abuser. I was very pissed off. I was so pissed off. And I, cause up until I can't, I keep trying to remind myself that some of us have different experiences and I don't know this creator enough to know what, was going on in his head. I can I can hope I know, and I can hope I can see what he wanted to maybe try. But at the end of the day, it just felt like a lot of the movies we see where this is crammed in because people are like, why not? This will oog people out. It'll gag people. And that's not a good enough reason to explore this topic and to have that storyline for that character. Like, again, we have so many different horrors in this universe where we don't need this also. Right. Yeah. And I mean, at least we know this isn't just an American problem. I guess this was a foreign, you know, a foreign film, but I just, and it did, what's so frustrating, it didn't need to be there. You already know this man has abused all of these children. Just leave it, leave it at the abuse and like the emotional and physical abuse. <laughs> you don't have to take it any further. Yeah. No, we, we have this thing where we we see a lot of people who want to push these envelopes, but they don't understand the weight. They're not talking to the people who would say, hey, don't do that. Or, hey, here's how you navigate this. And you need those conversations to keep you honest and to keep you from just like dropping things in that end up being offensive and harmful. And, you know, they could have even kept in the Stockholm Syndrome idea and not taken it sexual. Because you can still get Stockholm Syndrome from physical and emotional abuse as well. Yes. Not just sexual abuse. And Stockholm Syndrome is another reason you should bring in people who handle that. You need like good psychiatrists and therapists working with you to tackle things. So you don't have these like half-cocked characters who are doing more harm and causing more stigmas to things we don't need more stigmas for. Because Stockholm Syndrome is born out of abuse. At least it is now. Like... Um, Stockholm Syndrome, and I haven't done enough research, but like it, it popped up a couple of years ago that Stockholm Syndrome was originally a diagnosis that would be thrown at women who would tell people that the person they thought was abusing them is not abusing them um, because you can't believe women. And so they would just be like, you have Stockholm Syndrome. You don't know what's going on in your own home and you to your own body. Um, mm. And so I, I, I have not researched that enough, but that is one of the things that was popping up on internets. And so I... It, I mean, Unfortunately, I that. because again, we never believe women and women never know what's going on. We're just silly women. Why do we know what's going on? You're hysterical. We're always hysterical. We're so hysterical. I'm hysterical right now. You are. I can see it. I'm also. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it just, it, it, yeah, in all seriousness, it didn't need to be there. I don't think it handles, handled itself correctly. It felt, ugh, it, just, it just felt squashed in there. It, yeah. it, it is when I stopped rooting for this movie because, again, I had a good time for the first one. I don't know if I liked it or if I was just disturbed, but I had a good time. And yeah, so I was right. rooting for this. We were all rooting for this. And then that was there. And it was like, well, I'm going to leave this situation where I found it now because I don't know what to do with my face. I would just recommend to watch the first one and leave this one. Yeah. Or, yeah. hey... Director, writer out there, if you want to make another version of this film and cut that out, because you could easily do that, just cut those yeah. scenes out. Yeah. 
or bring in people to help you figure out what you're doing and how to do it in that way. Because right now it feels very much like I threw it in there because. And you don't want that to be how it feels when you're handling something like that. Because again, that is a very heavy situation and it affects a lot of, and so you don't want someone who's coming here for a good time to be like, oh no. Because I mean, I will say that is my like one huge issue with this film and the reason why it goes from like, because I've, and this is off of like first viewing and I said I'm not going back to the first one again because I'm not I don't I can't handle that but I would say the first one is like a seven or an eight and this one started at like a six or a five and when that molestation stuff happened I was like just bottomed out but if that if that hadn't been there then yeah it, it had the potential to be as good as the first it had so much potential. It had so much potential. And again, I, I cannot stress enough because I keep saying this on this podcast and in life and on the internet, if you're going to do this, whatever your reasons for doing it, you have to give it the attention it deserves because you can't just have it be like a little part of your movie. It becomes the movie. It becomes the thing people are going to remember is how you handle this and how you treat this and how you treat your audience who, again, this is something that affects a lot of people. Um <laughs> And so like, you can't just, it, unfortunately it does. And nobody ever gets it the weight and attention deserves in the media. And so we're always like, we'll just throw it in and people keep the ride with us. Like, no, we won't. We're having these conversations. Please have them with us. Whether or not you're doing this for the right reasons or not, you have to be like, I need to like talk to some psychiatrists and get to like do some research. Maybe pulling out drama trick, but I don't have the time and capacity to do it look at other perspectives, especially because like a lot of the children who were harmed or femme presenting. And I don't know this director specifically, but like I seems male presenting. Um, And so I don't, that's also a different thing because gender dynamic is also weird when you get into these situations because the stigma for each (laughs) um, is different because society and society's like weird obsession with gender. And so like, that is another sticky, there's so many things to unpack in here and none of them were even thought about being unpacked. We threw the suitcase in and said, go for it. Right. And I think that the Gaddis's motivations, once you learn about stop, once you learn that she has Stockholm syndrome and was sexually assaulted by the, the owner of the orphanage, her motivations don't make sense because while yes, you can have Stockholm syndrome, but that's it, like you said, if that is what she has, and if that's not just being thrown at her because she's a woman. If you genuinely have that uh, disorder, why would you go after the same people that were abused? Like, I don't think that's, I, granted, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a Stockholm syndrome. Uh, expert by any stretch so if i'm wrong please let me know but like i don't think you would go after your fellow abused people victims again stockholm syndrome is tricky and as we know it we think of it as very beauty and the beast in which she like falls for her abuser and so of course she's like i have to protect it from the villagers i hate that i'm using disney as my example but that's where i met in life um and so like i if we had unpacked the Stockholm syndrome and have we earned it and have we like done the work and the research to really get it there, I would understand her turning on the other people because they are like, this is bad. And she's like, it's fine because I needed to be fine because that's where I'm at because of my own stuff. But we don't earn that. We don't earn anything. And we don't seem to even want to try to earn anything. We are just like, we're giving you a bunch of like scary images and here's some also scary stuff. And it 
this is this is scary because these are heavy topics and situations that are real world shit and yeah. you can't just put it in like your fun house that's not it's not how you handle this especially because again trauma is yeah. not something we need to keep playing with in media and I, i've said it before and i'm tired of making these like little bitty lists of places i've seen it because it's in almost every episode <laughs> Um, but we keep doing it because nobody wants to learn the lesson because everybody's like, well, this is my movie, so it's different. And it's like, no, your movie would be better with the research and time or taking it out. You can't just shove it in and be like, it's fine because it's me or it's fine because I meant it to be fine. Um, it's not, it, it, it is not a good thing. It is not great because of that. And everything else about the movie falters because of that, because that's such an unforgivable thing <laughs> to have done to a person. Um, and to just like expect us to keep going back into the ghost parts and the demon parts after that. Like, again, when you bring up something that you have to have a content warning for in your movie, that's your movie now. Yeah. And if, if that's going to be your choice, then we need to spend more time with Gaddis. Yeah. Like it, it, it takes priority. Like even in this episode, whatever our jokes were before and after, nobody's gonna remember those because we had to talk about this and we probably spent more time unpacking it than some people were from this movie, which is a problem because this is a 45 minute episode recorded on Zoom. And so the fact that you have all these resources and you have all these people and you have all these interns or what have you, and nobody could be like, hey, let's open a book and talk about this. Or hey, let's like call a therapist or hey, let's go over here and talk to the person who works at this place or yeah. somebody who works with childhood survivors. Like there are so many ways of getting help to pull this off. And unfortunately, so many people do it for free. There are social workers who will gladly give you hours of their lives to make this not this. <laughs> um, there are psychology majors in college who need like help and credit and like people to like listen to them. You don't have to just be out here wilding out in the streets, do whatever the fuck you want with people's trauma like this. Right. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. And, and as I've said, I, as much as you've made this note, I think I've, I've made this note, because I'm not against these tones and these things being in, the, in films in general, because these, these are conversations we need to have. This is a horrific topic, but do it with intention. Know that you're going in there and talking about this and have a plan to say, I have my perspective and that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. to have your own lived experience we can't help that we are who we are but know that you need to get someone in there that has the ex lived experience to help you better tell this story yes and yeah. it just felt like there was no intention it was just shoved in there to be another scary plot device in I, marks. I feel like we have yet to see a movie on this podcast aside from promising young woman that even pretends to try and deal with a topic like this where it's like assault or molestation in any sort of care um because i remember black christmas we had a whole conversation about how that shit was not okay and when the episode came out so many friends texted me to be like i hate that movie because of the things you said and this and this and this we could have had a whole other panel about how that movie felt <laughs> the people who i think it thought it was like writing it for and yeah. again, it's because you have to have these conversations. You have to look at the things. You have to be intentional. You have to do the research. You have to talk to people. You have to bring in other people because like even your own perspective, if it's something you've lived, it might be different from somebody else's. And so you can't just be like, well, this is cute and funny because <laughs> then right. you are offending people left and right, whether or not you mean to. And that becomes what your movie is known for, the offensive movie. 
Yeah. And it sucks because like we said, this movie had potential. But shall we get to the the potential parts of these films? <laughs> I don't want to anymore because I'm still mad. But you know what? I'm going to try. Um, I mean, yeah. It, it's infuriating because he took a film that had potential and yeah. fucked it to fuck. You don't... I, I keep saying it in many times, in many ways. <laughs> um, just don't. Just If you don't want to give it the time and attention, just don't. The simplest option sometimes is to not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but before this movie pissed me off with that, um, I had written a note that it's another 90 minutes of creepy moments and a trench coat. Because to give this writer-director credit, he understands what is a freaky fucking frame. And so you're like, that's spooky. That's scary. That's what happened in the background. Oh no, does he not know this thing in a body bag is coming through this window? And so you're playing with us that way. And that, that's fine and fun because again, it's a fun ride until we get to the part that shuts it down. Right. Yeah, no. So my first question, in, the, in this first part of the film, when Alfie and Nara get back to, I'm assuming it's Alfie's apartment, why the hell is she clicking that lamp on and off? You know something's going to happen. So leave the lamp on or leave the lamp off. Make we choice. don't flick no more lights after we fought your stepmother slash Satan last time. <laughs> you should have learned, Alfie. You should have learned. Leave them damn lights on. But also, <laughs> I I loved watching Alfie beat intruders, demons, and whatever else have got in front of her with blunt objects. The bitch keeps a bat in her house and she was handling business when they were like, whoa, we're people, we're people. She's like, where are you in my house? <laughs> and they had to taste her so she stopped beating them. She was like, I will not be tortured by Satan again. I'm concussing everybody and I'll answer questions <laughs> later. And that's a mood. And who the hell breaks into someone's apartment with masks on and says, and and calm down. Sheree, what would you do if someone broke into your apartment, you're in a man's apartment and said, Sheree, calm down. When they were done catching these hands and we all ended up in the hospitals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't call me, beat me if you want to reach me. You got to break in. <laughs> right, right. I was like, y'all doing the wrong things. I get you're desperate, but like, yeah, I. And then to take her to this creepy as fuck orphanage because the orphanage was creepy and unsettling for the moment they pulled up, and then they added all of the demons and witches and vampires or whatever the fuck. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. So many yeah, things were added. At first, I thought they took her back to the first house. I was like, you took her back. Why you take her back? <laughs> Leave her alone. Leave her alone. <laughs> Live her alone. <laughs> Live her alone. Live if you're on our Patreon, you'll get that. If not, mm. um, <laughs> I, I, it was, it was creepy again because it was another turducken of creepy orphanage, creepy unsettling grand orphanage design, creepy monsters on the inside, creepy going to happen to you. And then of course it added one layer too many, and it was like, well, Jenga, this is done. <laughs> So, okay, something else I want to tell filmmakers out there. So the special effects, when they light the orphan orphanage owner on fire in that flashback scene, started out really rough because it tried to do too much. It was trying to be slow motion and see it ignite his hand, blah, 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 blah. But then once they sped it up, it looked okay. Less is more, folks. Less is more with CGI. Less is more. <laughs> that's one of my notes is the special effects are not as effective this time around I don't know if a different person is making them I don't know if it was a time crunch because we know how people are like get the sequel out today 
<laughs> something makes money. <laughs> but like they were not as effective. I, I mean, it was still a fun ride until it was not. But the special effects were not the same. Because like in the first one, I was genuinely terrified. And in this one, I was like, oh, did that just glitch? Okay, I'm still a little bit worried. Um, <laughs> but to counterbalance the special effects, I, I loved the way they used darkness. They were not afraid to turn the lights off and fuck with us. And that makes things more sinister. And I wish more people did that because everything's so bright. Uh, I mean, you, they don't play with that. The darkness was another character and it made a lot of things creepier than they should have been. And it was easier than playing with whatever was going on with their CGI that was not working out for them this time around. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, Specifically, kind of allude, go ahead. Go ahead, no, you go ahead. Specifically that moment where she's on the stairs <laughs> in her white dress and she's just like giving them the gossip of how this is about to go down. And they're like, uh, are you cool, sis? And she's like, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts snatching hands and things, but from the darkness still, because she's unbothered. She's unbothered. Um, so she's sitting there on the dark staircase. Am I bothered? Am I bothered? Am I bothered? Am I bothered? Do I look bothered? And she's just sitting there in her like little baby Jane dress, <laughs> just like, well... <laughs> another, pa- another Patreon clip. Uh, Listen. <laughs> so, our little girl Nara, this late girl, she has been through too much. She gonna grow up to have issues. She gonna have to be in therapy for the rest of her life. This little girl has just been through too much. Let this girl rest. Listen. Though I will say, the way she handled that possessed lady, I was like, okay, girl, you knocked that dresser on top of her. I needed her to have more speed when dealing with demons for the second time around. This is not her first movie. Cause she like rolled off that dresser and she's like, okay, let me walk slowly out. Or when she's like walking in while like she's being possessed. I'm like, you know what this looks like by now. Why are you like tentatively, is the, are you still in there? Oh no, we should run. Uh, right. <laughs> I felt like her walking out though was like her, you know those action movies where they're like blowing up and they're just like walking. Yeah, no, you can do that in a horror movie. In a horror movie, you are always running. She didn't know what movie she was in. Right? In a horror movie, put on your Fitbit and go for it. Like, you in don't her get defense, to... she is like eight, though. Okay? Listen, when you were eight, Trent, if a possessed woman came for you and you got lucky enough to like a dresser over on her, what would you do afterwards? Run. Thank you. <laughs> and we ain't even been in the first movie, and but we would still run. Girl, if I was in the first movie, I would, I would have been like, take me somewhere. Take me to a hospital. Don't take me to your apartment. <laughs> No. Take me to that creepy ass hospital and leave me. Had I been in the first movie, I would still be Scooby doing it with a weird 70s soundtrack, just running, running. Because <laughs> I was like, long ass Scooby Doo segues of just them running back and forth and leaping I out of the ran all across Asia, all across Europe, all across whatever's between Europe and Asia. I don't even know. Geography is not much subject. I'd have been running around on water. I would have been running I'd everywhere. Run across the ocean. Maybe <laughs> if I get to America that's on the other side of the world, maybe that'll be all right. <laughs> There was not enough running in this movie. There was not enough running. No. Yeah, no, especially when they're, so they're in the basement where they killed the dude and they're doing like that seance thing or whatever, which Gaddis has tricked them into thinking that they're getting rid of him and really they're bringing him, giving him more powers or whatever. And the thing falls, no one even tries to get out of there. These saws are flying around. Get the hell out the basement. 
One of my notes, one of my many notes is I sometimes wonder about the character's problem solving skills. Cause it's like, oh no, the demon took the ladder. I guess we have to die here. And it's like, <laughs> or you could try another option. And they're like, no. And Alfie's like, no, we're gonna live. And they're like, okay, I guess if you want to try something new. <laughs> right. right. Oh. oh, and then this one apparently now Alfie has powers. Yeah, that was not really elaborate. It's <laughs> like, light my hand on fire, touch you, bring it. And I was like, oh, girl, she's a superhero now. Right? I think it goes back again to that handprint that we were introduced to, um, <laughs> to her on already. It was on her already. That's my sentence in the first one. And so I think that when she was like touched by one of these. I don't even know what's. Um, they left a little but bit of something. She got there. that because her mother was hanging onto her arm. Spoiler alert for the first one. Yeah. And she like it's scraped because it was, that was a moment. She was like scraping down her arm and she fell because yeah. the demon was holding on to her. I mean, maybe through osmosis, the demon gave it to her mother and her mother gave it to her. I don't know. This was not something that was explained to me because so much yeah. other shit was happening. <laughs> so much. I was just like, we can set her on fire now and it's fine. <laughs> I mean, right. I was like, here we go. Right. We have so much happening again because, again, we have, it's like somebody opened up a book of monsters and was like, you get to be a monster. You get to be a monster. Everybody gets to be a monster. And so <laughs> it was like Dungeons and Dragons on steroids. I was like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was too much going on in this one where I felt like it kind of worked in the first one there was a lot of stuff going on but in this one it just did not because it, it didn't have the chaos the chaotic energy the first one had I feel like the first one was more natural and this one was trying to do that um because that's one of my notes I was bothered by how much was going on in this one much more than I was in the first one the first one felt like it was trying a lot on to see what fit and so it felt like it was trying a lot of stuff on, but it gave up and was just going to recycle a bunch of stuff we already saw, but make it creepy. Er, and times. I felt like the first one was trying to tell us a story, whether or not you think it was successful in doing that. And I and it was trying to find mechanisms to better tell that story. Yeah. And in this one, it was trying to give us what it thought we wanted to watch, what we thought would be scary, as yeah. opposed to what serves the story well. Yeah. No, the first one was LaCroix and the second one was me playing with like lime droplets in fizzy water. Right. So let's get to our hot takes because we're both kind of getting skating into our hot takes uh, <laughs> as we speak. So I'll just go with mine real quick because it's really short. But while this is still scary and it's a well-paced film, I, didn't, I was never like completely bored. Uh, it lost the heart of the first one. It lost the energy it lost the I don't know it just didn't have what the first one had yeah yeah agreed agreed it, it was it was off again it I, I can't put my finger on some of the reasons because I know we talked about the major reason for a minute but and the CGI again was also wildly different just <laughs> wildly different <laughs> um which is weird because a lot of times i'll talk about the people who make the cgi or the sound when something's wrong which i need to do better about as a former technician of the theater <laughs> it's not noticing when things are right too but that unfortunately is part of the beast because like when i was a stage manager nobody knew i was stage managing unless something went wrong like who the fuck called that and so <laughs> 
and so I hate that like we're like the CGI was off but in the first one we weren't like the CGI was right <laughs> well no because I think the first one wasn't relying on CGI those those were people in like creepy ass makeup and the lighting and how it was like now I'm sure they did use some CGI don't get me wrong they had to, there's, they had to. there's no way mama was climbing on them walls by herself uh, or the blood river <laughs> right but it it was specific and when it needed the CGI and when it could do, be done practically. And I think that's where we as theater people really appreciate organic, real special effects. Because in the theater, that's what we've got. You can't use a computer. I'm not, I'm not going to look because there probably is a way to do that now. Uh, <laughs> you can't use a computer to like fake a special effect. You have to figure out the practical way to do it you know yeah yeah that's where we come from as theater people as you know that's our background it's it's part of the reason why like older television shows like in the 90s if you look at the 90s early 90s like those like genre shows they had to use like makeup and prosthetics and things took time and like they they were a little bit scarier whereas like in the late 90s they were like here's a plastic shark head go for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're uh, like, uh, no. And they're like, you- it's what we did. You're welcome. I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking specifically of Buffy. I need to do better by having references that are not Buffy because we can't keep giving weed in time. But Dude. I, anyway. I, I, I forget going on it because we all know what I'm talking about. Because like the early years of Buffy, where they're like, oh, we can only afford to dust one vampire, but get creative, as opposed to we have all this money because we're on UPN. <laughs> And they bought us, and you have a guy walking around a plastic shark head gambling. And I'm like, um, you can you even breathe in that? Like, <laughs> you didn't even try. You're like, there's a suit and a plastic head. Go. I'm done today. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that's uh, our thoughts on Medina my hot take. Two. Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You were just like, I don't care. I give no shits. <laughs> I mean, our hot takes are very similar. So, they are, but still. <laughs> get it in, girl. Get it in. <laughs> I I agree that the first one was better. I feel like this one went for a few easy scares and a lot of fucked up imagery over plot and character. It's a fine ride, but not my favorite one in this universe's theme park. It, it's very much the ride nobody wants to be on, but you're not tall enough to be on the ride you want to be on. So you're on the other ride. Turn to, to, just, to the film. Yeah. So you're on the other ride that you're tall enough for. You just glare at the people on the one you want to be on. And people are like, oh, that's funny. Like, no, yeah. it's not fun. I want the other ride. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. No. I would say, I, I, because our hot takes are similar, I would also add the hot take of this feels like a drastically different movie because of the things we've talked about in both. And because of the way I felt while watching both, even though Alfie's there and we have some of the themes, it feels like these are, it felt like we were starting an anthology series or we we're going to like have Alfie and Nara become like a supernatural duo, yeah. um, which that show's over. So why not? Oh, that's right. Because America hates women. So we'll never watch it here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Like there were so many things that were working for this film that it kind of jumped the shark in uh and i, I just i, I can't was, and yeah there was so much that it could have been and it chose not to be and i feel like this film because it it did the same thing that 
the franchise the purge did but i think the purge did it better which is saying something because i have i have ideas about the rest of those films a lot of people Uh, do (laughs) but uh in the idea that the first one is very we talk about this all the time it's very focused it's a family it's this is your sister your brother your mother your father whatever and then it kind of takes that and it kind of opens it up to a universe and it tried to add too much in doing that and I think that if it hadn't have added too much, I I would have been down for a third and fourth film of watching Alfie and Nara get sucked into other people's yeah. uh, uh, paranormal craziness. I would I would love to see two films just like helping people figure their shit out. Because again, Supernatural went on for like 15, 16 years. <laughs> and as somebody who started out as a hardcore fan, I got fatigued, um, especially because like they did not like women and fans kept bringing it up and the writers would be like, that's the way the story goes. And I'm like, well, if your story always goes to brutalize your women <laughs> characters, perhaps you're the problem. And they're like, that can't be it. <laughs> and so, yeah. and so yeah. right, I, I, it, it didn't need to be that way, um, but it, it was and America allowed it to happen as we do. Um, and so as I feel do. like, we are overdue for two femmes being the supernatural adventures, especially when they have that like weird almost sister bond and they've been through some shit because they fought the devil, which Alfie kept reminding her. She was like, we've fought Satan. This is nothing. Get it together. Right. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, and I didn't talk about this in the first film, which I should have, but I'm pretty sure that Alfie and Jara are like biological sisters. Nara. I, Nara, yeah. I said Jara. Never mind. Nara. Alfie and Nara are biological sisters. They're like half sisters because I think yeah. that Nara was the was the daughter of her stepmom and her dad. So but, they are actually yeah. sisters. They just don't get time to unpack it because they are into the next battle every time um, we see yeah. them. And but I love that Alfie kept being like, "We fought Satan. Get it together. This is nothing." <laughs> like she's saying, "I'm like Satan came for me. What are you gonna do? I you <laughs> let's go." <laughs> And IU was like, uh, I'm scary too. And she's like, are you? Are you? Are you? Is this your Easy demon? Is this though. your demon? <laughs> All right, y'all. So now that are our thoughts on May the Devil Take You Too. So this is our last summer rando. Happened so fast. Um, but we really like this. So we're definitely going to keep this theme somewhere on our short list of possible ones to revisit. Because one of the things we might be offering our Patreon subscribers soon is a chance to pick a theme. Um, because we've had so many good themes in this year that we've been here as a podcast. And yes, so, yes. yeah. So, yeah, no, and uh, be on the lookout for season three. We still have a few things to get into before then, but I'm going to keep you guessing. Yeah, like, odd, you on your toes. we also have to figure out how we're celebrating our one-year anniversary, speaking of one years, because that's going to be an event where I'm going to be drunk and wearing at least PJ bottoms. Um. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right, y'all. But as always, like Sheree said, this is our final summer summer rando episode. And like always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.